Good morning, everyone, and welcome to another edition of the Troy Parker Show, a podcast that's not about me. It's about all of us. The 20s are a crucial time in our lives, and on this show, we navigate the highs and lows of early adulthood together. And on this show, we are going to do that with the show's most recurring guest. This is Jake Hicks's third appearance on the show. He was one of the very first guests. He was actually the second guest. Then he came on a few weeks later. He's a character. If you don't know him, if you've never met him, um, he is all over the place. So just some context for this conversation. When we first spoke to him, when I first spoke to him, I keep saying we, I don't know why. At the beginning of October, he was doing a whole bunch of things. He was considering getting into the selling of solar panels or medicinal marijuana, but he was selling vending machines and he was doing some outdoors work. He was still in and out of coaching kids in basketball and high school basketball. He wanted to stay attached to coaching basketball in some way. Didn't know what he wanted to do. Like so many of us, just all over the place. What does my future hold? Where should I be? All these questions that we bog ourselves down with. A couple weeks later, he breaks the news on the podcast that he gets hired to move to Florida selling solar panels in uh, in like the St. Petersburg area. So he gets that job. He very quickly in November scurries down to Florida, starts selling solar panels. And you're going to hear about his crazy journey since then, since he's been there. So I'm just going to get out of the way here. I'm going to let Jake do the talking. He's going to tell some crazy stories, some things that you're not going to believe. And uh, I'm just going to get out of the way. And he just left me speechless for so much of this conversation. So I can't wait for you to listen to it. Here we go. One-on-one with Jake Hicks. Right when we logged on here, you just had this look on your face. I was like, all right, Jake, come on. Like, let's talk here. Jake, welcome to the show. Thank you for joining me. What is going on? A lot's going on. We just got our home base. We got a house in St. Pete. I got a car. We got the animals. I got a bed, the bed frame, the whole nine. Um, buying the car was the hardest thing I've done down here. I went to four dealerships, purchased three cars, and only one of them went through. It's the hardest thing to do in Florida to be from. What do you mean you purchased three cars? I'm a lay down sale. Every time I find one, I sign up for it. I, you know, I do, 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 do. One or two things doesn't get processed. They don't do business in New York. We can't agree on the financing. Something always goes on. I'm on my way to buy the car. They sell it when I'm on the way. Something, something happens. Something always happens. And then I finally buy the car. We haggle on the financing. I get a better deal. I get a better deal. I drive it off the lot. Boom. Someone hits me. Well, it wasn't the same day. It was like two days later. But they fucking hit me. Wow. Yeah. And so, yeah, I had to go. I just got my own Geico insurance. I couldn't be on my mom. They made me get my own personal thing. And I'm going to Panera at like 1030 in the morning, getting ready for the day. It's like five minutes away. I'm like sitting in the parking lot like, should I go to my leads? Should I go home to eat this? I got to go to AAA because I got more car stuff. I decide on a route. I pull out. I get hit. Like literally, I'm turning left on a green arrow. Someone runs a red light. So I yield for the guy running the red light. 
and someone comes from behind me and just smashes the back of my car. So even more car troubles, let me tell you. I've also been ripped off, robbed, bamboozled, the whole thing. All, all right. these things happen to me all the time. Okay, well, let's uh, let's work from the back. How have you been bamboozled? I've been boozled by these salespeople. Like, I literally went to test drive a car. I was bringing my buddy to drop his dog off at the vet. And I'm literally going, he's like, go in for the Carfax. And they bring in like their closing manager to get me to like sign paperwork. And my manager like freaks, like loses his shit with them. And he's like, dude, you gotta be better than this. The second time with my car, it I had the 07 Honda Civic with 200,000 miles heading down to Florida. Grabbed a speeding ticket on the way down because I got a little excited. The 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 uh, streets of West Virginia got you going. <laughs> Virginia, actually, whatever it was, I got pulled over by the Call of Duty cam. Yeah, you know, I must have been going 86 in a 70, and they got me. So I've been dealing with that, but. I'm on my way to Mexico, okay? So I got this trip to Mexico. My mom sends all my stuff to Fort Myers, where Koham's living. My passport, whatever, whatever else. In my mind, I have to go there before this Mexico date. My car has been on the fritz. I've had to fix one or two things. The first like three months we were living here, we were living in Airbnbs, traveling, selling. Everywhere I would live, I would sell. But... This is you and your colleagues. Yes. Okay. Yes. This is the, uh, yeah. So we're, it's down to the crunch time. We're in Orlando. We got a quota. I hit it like on Valentine's Day morning. I hit a sale at like 10 a.m. Um, on a follow-up on a Chinese New Year's thing. Um, it's so difficult to, you know, catch these people at the right times and execute everything perfectly. I hit the quota at like Sunday morning at 11. We do like 10 sales a month, which is like $600,000 of business. We do like a half a million sales in a month, me and two other guys. So I'm like, all right, I got to get to Fort Myers, which is like two and a half hours away from Orlando, pack my stuff, live out of my car, drop it somewhere, get to the Tampa airport for like an 8 a.m. flight, something crazy like that. I like just got drove to Walgreens to get my COVID test. On my way to Fort Myers, my engine explodes. And two <laughs> days before my engine exploded, I had to bring it back to AAA, give them like 650 bucks for like an alternator. And two days later, my car explodes. So I'm sitting here in the middle of nowhere. I have a flight in like eight hours. I have to get my passport and make it to Mexico. So I figure it all out. I call the AAA, I call my buddy, we get it done, yada, yada, yada. Go to Mexico, I have a great time. Um, on the way out of Mexico, my bags get stolen in the airport. So I'm coming back to Florida with half my belongings, no phone chargers, no work clothes, no nothing. My car repoed at a AAA with my other half of my clothes in it, and my team is in Orlando. Mind you this, I have three days to go to a wedding back in Philadelphia. So I'm COVID testing, COVID testing, COVID testing, staying in hotels. I get to the wedding. The wedding's amazing. 
I then go home, see my mom, and I'm like so jet lagged, tired. My dad, funny story, my dad has been meaning to meet me down in Florida for like two months. We've been talking about it. And he gives me these day and times that he's coming. And every phone call I go, hey man, like I'm going to Mexico, I'm going to Philly, I'm going home after that, I'm going skiing in Vermont. Like, you know these days, it's gonna be tough. And so sure enough, like the day I get back from Mexico, he's like, hey, like, where are you? I'm like, dude, like, not right now, not right now. And I go home and he's like, what do you mean you're home? And I'm like, dude, we talked about this, like a lot, like to the point where I was like, hey, I've told you this eight times. So knowing my mom and wanting me to get back down right away, the first day I see her, she books me a flight back to Florida right after my ski trip. So there's no time to see my dad. I'm all bummed about it. I'm so tired from skiing. I'm so tired because I went with an expert and we were just skiing in the woods, you know, the glades. I took a bunch of bad falls. I'm beaten up. My mom drags me to the airport. I come back to Florida like, I don't have any of my stuff. My car is still at a AAA. I, I don't know where any of my team is. So I have to figure it out again. I'm figuring it out. I'm figuring it out. I'm buying cars. I'm not buying cars. We're like staying in Airbnbs. I get a car. Someone hits me. We buy a house. And then he goes, here's the catch. So it's a four bedroom house, but only two of us are on the lease. So we could get evicted at any time. No sweat. And I'm like, we can't catch a break. We can't catch a break. And so I'm like, okay, we're at the house. I bought the car. Sales, sales, sales. I'm like sending pictures to my clients. I got this sweet lady who I met like three months ago. She's paying a ton of money for her energy. She's canceled, rescheduled like four times. So <laughs> at the fourth time, I'm like, I, I'm so mad about this. I just want to get this one done because it's like super out of the way. And she texts me like, hey, you know what? We're just not going to do it. We're just not going to do it. And I'm just like, Oh my God. I'm like sitting at the house that I was at on Valentine's day for another part of the story. I had to go back for the follow-up because the, the only reason I had to go back was they would only sign if I went on a date with their daughter, if I came over for dinner. So I'm over there and these people <laughs> always have the days wrong. I'm like waiting on a date. I'm texting these other people. They're like, we're not doing it. Not right now. We just got new windows. And the whole time, the whole thing with getting this car is we moved to the house and I went to get the car two hours away and an hour and 45 minutes to getting the car, they tell me they sold it. <laughs> and I, I'm like losing my mind. I'm like, this is the fourth Hyundai guy to fuck me. Like, <laughs> so I go there, guns blazing. I pick out a nice car and it takes all day, all night. And me getting this car just wraps me back in Orlando. It's like, you know what? We're two hours away. Let's just get a hotel. We have to meet up with these people. Turns into like a five-day affair of me just like continuous to stay in hotels because these other people are like, yeah, like come in the morning, da-da-da. The neighbor's like, oh, they went to the market, catch them later. And I'm like, all right, I'll come back later. 
And he's like, you know what? Thursday works good. Like, where do you live? I'm like, St. Pete, three hours away. <laughs> and all, all this goes on all the time. We have this cat. Here's the cat. The cat's amazing. I showed you the kitty cat. What's the cat's name? Uh, her name is Nova. I like to call her Miss. No way. Oh. My best friend's cat's name is Nova. Also just got a cat. So I call her Mrs. or Whiskers. Sometimes Nova. Okay. But it's usually, it's usually Mrs. Here's Mrs. All right. So Nova is adorable. So what's the story with Nova? So before the whole um, Airbnb selling on the go happened, my buddy had a house. It was his older sister who was in the restaurant game. COVID laid her off. She like tried to come work with us. Two of our buddies, one of them made it, one of them didn't. He's out of the picture. So, like, the last day of their lease, they are committing to Airbnb, you know, staying a month on the go, having to deal with fees, taxes, dog abilities and stuff. And this girl decides to get a cat. Like, from the last day of the lease to the last day of known stability, she buys a cat. Like, I'm allergic to cats. My buddy's allergic to cats. And we just have this cat. And he and my buddy has a dog, too. So he has a dog and a cat. And she only lasts, like, two weeks. But she's like, yeah, I can't keep this cat because I have nowhere to live. And my friends won't let me keep the cat. So she just throws a cat into us. We're, like, staying in hotels. We're, like, putting the cat in backpacks. I'm like, I can't be a part of this. I'm getting my own rooms. But it's been chaos, absolute chaos. The job's great. It was just the last couple months of no stability, bopping around, doing all this with the animals, with that and that, my car, traveling. Oh, dude, it's been crazy. Jake, do you ever look at your life and just find yourself in the middle of one of these moments that you're having? And do you ever just say to yourself, what is my life? Not at this point. Not at this point. I'm so used to it. I was trying to find some good quotes about, uh, about it. Dude, I think of it and I watch these sad TV shows and sometimes I get really sad. You know, I'm just like, ah, this is crazy. But you got to do it with a smile. You got to do it with a smile. Amen. You've always done everything with a smile. So the job, you're selling solar panels, kind of like a door-to-door type deal. How is that going so far? Is it fulfilling? Do you like it? What's the deal? I do. I do. So to this day, I have nine sales. So I have nine sales, about four sales pending. I do about two deals a month, which you know gets me about 1500 a week. So the money's fine. Um, it'll be an exponential growth to the summer, but do I love it. I save homeowners, um, between like 400 and 1200 bucks a year on their electric bill. We lock them into something low fixed flat rate. And, you know, I feel like I make a difference. We're fighting the good fight. Like we are freeing them in the electric company, making them self-sustainable, giving them a fixed bill that they know they can anticipate every month that they can budget for. And it's way cheaper than what the electric company could offer. You know, I work outside. I make my own hours. Um, 
Yeah. Like I don't have to work anytime. Like I'm fully commissioned. I have no salary. They do pay for my house. So that is my little bit of money they give me. But um, yeah, you know, I love what I do. Like tomorrow morning, I'm going to drive to my area. I'm going to play around the golf, socialize with people on the golf course, stretch a little bit, and then go hit some doors, go home for a vegan lunch, cook it up on the frying pan, go back to work, you know, call it around six or seven. And I'm thinking about talking to this girl. I haven't done it yet. I've matched with her. I haven't messaged her. I've been so sad the last couple of days for whatever reason, probably because I got hit by a car. Um, yeah, yeah, like work's good. I, I love doing it. Um, it's definitely harder for some people because some people are really mean on the doors. Like people are only really mean to me every once in a while. And I'm just like, all right, man, like, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, it's just like, if you don't want me to help you, that's okay. So what's your sales strategy? What's your pitch when you when you go up to these doors? My pitch is building rapport with the neighbors. If I go into a new neighborhood, the first door I knock is, hey, I'm Jake. Um, I'm the solar guy for the neighborhood. Like you're gonna see me here the next couple of weeks helping out your neighbors. Um, you know, when I get my first energy bill that I can build a presentation off of, I'll use that for everyone else. Hey, they're paying 180. Now they're paying 140. Um, I don't know if we can help you out, but like, all I need to do is look how much energy you're using, show them like their roofs, um, projections, how much sunlight they do get. And then I'll run some regularity checks, like checking their water pumps, their AC, making sure like kilowatt hours aren't going to waste. So I just try to make the home, um, as efficient as possible. And my job's pretty easy since I'm pretty new to it. I just set the appointment and I'll have someone who's an expert, you know, finish off my appointments, do the paperwork for me, um, you know, answer any technical questions they might have. So it's still like a training process for me, um, you know, and a learning experience as well as sales. So, uh, yeah, um, some people try to use the model home approach where they're like, you guys have a beautiful home. If you can leave our sign out and use you as a positive reference, you know, we can give you a really good deal. Um, sometimes I'll go with an educational approach, like, hey, they just installed these new meters on the side of your home. You probably got something in the mail from your electric company explaining it to you. No one really reads that, but that's kind of why I'm here, to let you know what it's doing, how it's good for solar, and you know how it can help you guys save some money. Do you think that this career you have landed on is a, a long-term solution for you? Um, yeah. You know, people who do door-to-door -door for like five years, you know, make a million dollars. They get really good at it. Um, apparently, it's like a get-rich-quick scheme because, you know, uh, you never know who's going to say yes. Like each morning, you could make X amount of money. Um, what I would like to do is do so well in this industry that I'll be able to jump back in sports and be like, hey, I will take a pay cut to come back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing really good at this, but I'll do this really well for less. Want to try it out? <laughs> is, the like, sports, is the sports world clamoring for your services that much? I don't think so. <laughs> don't think so. But my only resume booster 
is my fantasy basketball numbers are through the roof. Through the roof. I'm not sure if anyone's ever gone from the fantasy front office to the real front office, but who knows? Jake, with the, the way you go, maybe, maybe it'll be you. Let me tell you, my dad told me a guy who's in the war room for the Blazers, and he was a club lacrosse player at LeMoyne. Pretty boy guy, went to New York to be a model or whatever, hmm. ended up like being a rebounder for the Nets, and then somehow schmoozed his way to be in the front office for the Blazers. And my dad's eventually golfing with this guy, like a LeMoyne alumni thing. And he's Actually. like, yeah, I'm in the war room for the Blazers. He's like, weren't you like our manager slash club lax guy here? <laughs> Dude, my dad has, a, yeah. My dad is the biggest blessing and headache sometimes. When yeah. he comes down to like hang out with his, he has an awesome new girlfriend. They're amazing. Um, he came down for like two weeks to try to find me. He drove down here. And of course, it like didn't work out me seeing him. But he's like, oh yeah, like I called Flaherty's. We were over by his area. And he goes, oh, I'm on my way with the boys. Like meet at my like oceanfront house. And they ended up going out partying with like the Bucks offensive coordinators and some players. <laughs> And all this stuff, <laughs> crazy stuff happens with him. Okay, uh, that's wild. All right, so there's lots to unpack here. So um, I just want to one one thing you said. I just want to go down rabbit hole quick. Vegan lunch? Are you a vegan now? I'm a halftime vegan. All right, what is a halftime vegan? You can't be a halftime vegan. Yeah, no, it's something non-vegan people or vegan people hate when they say that because it's just like a cheating. It's like like saying you're religious and only going to church sometimes like nothing wrong with it nothing wrong with it sometimes i'll just eat vegan and it feels good but you know i'm not committing to it full time i still like to get a five guys burger or what not have you have a pizza um yeah you know i haven't looked into the whole vegan thing but my buddy's a vegan a lot of guacamole a lot of vegan burgers <laughs> So, you know, I'll just pick that stuff up, some carrots, make my own salads, this and that. Um, yeah, eat some vegan food, sometimes some vegan dumplings, vegan burgers. Okay, but you have, there's no moral reason behind it. No, no, it's just a personal health thing. It's not for any, yeah, anything else. Gotcha. Okay. All right. So something that I am kind of struggling with right now, and we're kind of similar in this sense, is that we both kind of have the freedom to make our own schedules. I have found that if you don't have any pressing deadlines for anything, if something is not due by this time tomorrow, like why force yourself to do it today if you don't need to? So I'm struggling with that. So when I'm making my own schedule, it's just like, hour by hour goes by me doing things that I want to do for me. And then just like little adult tasks I have to do. And I, but I actually haven't tackled my job task for the day yet. Oh, it's four o'clock. I haven't done anything yet. Um, so how do you try to go about structuring your day, being productive at your, at your job and balancing just all the other, just Jake Hicks things that you need to do for you? Um, you know, I also struggle with that, you know, um, I haven't been able to get my medicine at all down here. So that has been such a, such a burden, not being able to have that and like plan accordingly and getting a routine. But, um, 
I usually like to, you know, have at least an hour or two before I go out and do my job, whether that's just like stretching, watching TV or cartoons, eating breakfast. Watching cartoons? <laughs> oh, I'm a big cartoon enthusiast. Shout out BoJack Horseman. Best out there. Best in the biz on, on uh, Netflix right now. Any anime people, I have some good suggestions. I'm very picky in the anime world, but there's some good ones out there. I don't think this podcast has a big anime audience following, but I'd like to get into it. Yeah, there's some good ones. There's some good ones. But, you know, um, it's a little bit easier for me to stay on task, you know, because I stay in a certain area for work for an extended period of time. So once you kind of get in the neighborhood, you know, all the kids know me. I'm anytime they always drop me near tennis courts, basketball courts, you know, suburban areas. I'm always shooting hoops with the kids, you know, just always writing notes down this kid, that kid, where does he live? And then it just comes down to, you know, catching the parents. If they're Spanish, I got to get a hold of my Spanish closer, which is always a headache. This, did I tell you about him? Did I tell you the little crazy story with him? No, but I'd love to hear it. So it's like right before New Year's and we did really well in our first month. I had like three deals in my first week. I told you about it. It was crazy. So from there, I'm just staying on my own and I'm airbnb and I'm working wherever I Airbnb. I'm just walking around. I don't have a car. And I'm in a, I ended up staying in a Spanish area. So I find like three or four homeowners that are all Spanish and require this kid's attention. So he like meets with them all, you know, gets them ready, shows them what it's going to be. They're going to talk to, you know, their real estate people, their bank people, make sure everything works. And this kid goes out in like Wybor City and gets jumped by like eight dudes. And he's like in bad condition in the hospital. And like none of my managers will tell me what happened to him. So this kid is gone for like a month. And I'm like, I have like, you know, like $10,000 in business that only he can do. So we're still trying to get all those people back just because, you know, once it's not hot, they're like, oh, you know, maybe we'll see when the neighbors get installed or maybe when it's summer and the bills more. Um, I don't know why I went on that tangent, but that's part of, you know, going in the neighborhood building rapport, being credible, um, you know, having all your paperwork, um, having presentations ready, um, just being friendly. You know, some people are really pushy on the doors. They're like, you need this right now, right now. It's, it dies if I leave. I'm more of like, you know what, take your time. I'll shoot you some links. You know, if I can get some other people, if I run into one of your neighbors, you know, I'm here for a couple of weeks. So, the hardest part is, you know, knocking those first doors, getting there. But as, you know, as the time goes on, it gets easier because it's less knocking. It's like, hey, can I catch these people? Can I catch their neighbors? Um, do I have to go to the office to, you know, look at some new people, print some stuff out, do some phone call stuff? So there's a few different aspects to the job that, you know, it's a team effort where some people are better at other things. So they try to, you know, put you in your niche and, you know, not overwhelm you because the job is hard. The job is stressful, but the job is very rewarding. You know, if you do it correctly, um, you know, can stay on top of it. 
the job gets easier because the days are longer. You know, not everyone's comfortable knocking at night. Um, you don't want to be out. I don't like being out at night um, when it gets dark. So, you know, I can work longer nights, which means I can start later. Um, and there's different challenges. You know, people have the Sabbath on Saturday. Some people work from home where they can't be bothered. People travel. You have to do it over the phone. I'm talking through doorbell cameras because they won't answer the door. Um, you know, a lot of things. There's a lot of things that you have to be prepared for and calm, cool, collected the whole way. And then just kind of putting the hours in. If you put the hours in, you know, you the results follow. How do you deal with rejection? Um... You know, just kind of on to the next door. Um, rejection's hard when you go through something and then you hit the roadblock. Rejection's a lot easier when it's right away. No, no, no. Leave me alone. Okay. But rejection's real tough when, you know, you're in the final stages and they fail the prequal where they can't get it. And you have to, you know, I think that's rejection where it's like, this didn't work out. I have to revisit it in, in six weeks when their credit's better. Um, I mean, rejection's hard, but, um, you know, I don't think there's, I haven't run into too much like rejection where it's put a damper on my, my end. Good. Um, you know, I believe in what I sell. I believe in the company I work for and, you know, I believe in the product. So uh, rejections just like to your loss, really, if you don't want my help, like I'm seriously here to help you guys. Like I get more pissed with rejection when I have their presentation. It's like, I'm literally saving you a thousand dollars a year. Why can't you sit down with me? So, you know, that's hard to deal with and you hate letting those people go. Cause you always want to keep them in your catalog. You always want to try to catch them at a better time. So that's kind of how you deal with it. Um, I don't know. I have I have felt pretty pretty down in the dumps recently, but I think that's more or less the car and then not seeing my dad. You know, he came down to see me. I went home. I missed him by a day. Um, yeah, I don't know. So how do you, when you have these bad days, we all have bad days, we all have our ways of coping with them. When you have bad days, how do you try to, to get through it? Uh, when I have bad days, you know, I'm probably not the best. You know, I just like to watch cartoons um, and just lay in bed. Uh, none, none of us drink down here. So like we never drink. Um, yeah, we don't really smoke either. We don't really do much like, Maybe I'll go to the beach. Oh, I go for a lot of walks. I walk Good. a lot. Yeah, Love that. A That's a great way to manage a bad day. We have we live in this beautiful beautiful neighborhood right by the beach. It's about a ten minute walk. Uh, I can walk everywhere. Um, I have this. I'm getting this new scooter that will carry me places. You know, carry you places. It's like a Segway. You know, like you just you don't walk. It just right. carries. Okay. You. Okay. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I do a ton of walking. Um, I've been really into exercise. Um, well, you know what? When I have bad days, it's really easy to sleep. I sleep really good. 
because my job is so tiring. It is so tiring talking and walking all day long. So if I really do have a tough day, I really just fall right asleep. Like I'll go to bed at like eight o'clock, seven o'clock, six, seven thirty, and then, you know, the next morning I'll just get up, um, go through it, make the breakfast, uh, stretch, put the clothes on, get the coffee, and it's always a nice day. Like right when I get out of the car, I'm like, wow, it's such a nice day. It's a nice breeze. Like I'm gonna go see the kids play hoops. Uh, and you know what, maybe if I don't want to work, I won't work. You know, who cares? I'll go do whatever I want. I'll go work out, shoot some hoops. Maybe I'll go fishing. The best part about this is there's no pressure. Like, obviously there's pressure to have money, pay bills, do that. But like, other than that, it's like, you're all commissioned. If you don't want to work, like you're just hurting yourself. Um... Where I haven't gotten to that, but um, yeah, you mean you just get in a flow state, you get out there. I'm trying to get on a better routine with like uh, having some protein shakes and bringing my lunch and being able to stay out there longer. Vegan protein shakes. Yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. <laughs> but um, the days go quick. Um, the days are long, but they go fast. Um, you know, it's been a blur. I don't know, dude. Like sometimes, yeah, there's sometimes when I'll just catch myself and I'll be like, what are we doing here? Like, how did we get here? Like, what is this? So I definitely have those moments. You know, I had it the other day. I walked out to a pond and I was sitting there. My hoodie on is a little colder, just listening to some music. And I was like, oh, like, how am I like, I'm here, I have this job, I live in St. Pete, I should probably get a Florida license soon. Like, I, I have a sick sales job. And they're like, they always compliment me. They're like, you never complain. Like, you always like, you never like think this job sucks. Like a lot of people come here and they're like, oh, this is too hard. This is too hard. Like you can have any sales job in the world if you stay here a year and have a year of solid door-to-door -door experience and the numbers to show it. So I just think about that. I'm like, you know what? I've been here like five months. I have a house. I have a car. Good job. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know how um, it all just happened. One of my professors who would keep in touch with me and he was like, yeah, one of our other kids who dropped. This is a crazy, this is a funny story. This is a funny story. So there's this kid who I live with. He's 20. He went to Fisher. He dropped out. He was like, yo, I'm just doing sales. I'm not, I'm not staying here for COVID. I don't want to play basketball. I get injured too much. Was like an alarm guy, moved to Florida. Was an alarm guy? What do you mean? <laughs> All these guys who do solar originated for this company, Vivint. They're a door-to-door -door company. And dude, I didn't even know door-to-door -door was a job in upstate New York. No one comes knocking on my door trying to sell me something. That's crazy. So they were all like, oh, it's this whole thing. It's a culture. It's a cult. Whatever <laughs> he says, she says. And I'm just like, yeah, like, I like solar. I was working on a solar farm, so I decided to come here. Like, I was working on the solar farm. This guy called me. He's like, how's your life? What's up with your job? I'm like, hey, I'm working on the solar farm. 
And he's like, yeah, this kid who sold alarms is getting into solar. Let me connect you. I talked with him. Then I talked to his boss and I was like, hey, I'm going to fix my Honda Civic. I'll be down there in three days. <laughs> and then from there, from there on, my first couple of sales are hilarious. It was a woman sitting in a car, didn't even knock on her door. I just knocked on her thing, stepped away, let her know what we were doing. She was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Next guy was a retired disabled guy who didn't even qualify for the tax credit. But we gave him a fantastic thing. My third sale, who was my third sale? Anyway, I had a bunch of ridiculous sales where I wasn't even knocking on doors. I was just like <laughs> socializing in grocery yeah. stores and like, oh, the third one was I was talking to this older lady like across the street because she was getting her mail. And you know, I don't go up to older people, but I was like, oh, I'm doing solar, da da da. And like the guy down the street walking his dog was like, hey, like, I'm, I'm interested in solar. Can I take your business card? <laughs> so the sales come in funny ways, dude. They're funny. Like, um, and then like my buddy who is like, dude, you haven't sold all week. Like, you know, you're probably half-assing it. You know, I get it, whatever. And he's like, I'm going to bring you to work today. I'm not going to let you take your car and go to your turf. I'm going to drop you off. So I get out of my car. First door I knock on, I call him back. I'm like, hey, this guy's ready to sign papers. Five minutes. And then after that, he's like, all right, let's just go to dinner. Like, I wasn't really trying to get you to work today. I was just trying to motivate you. But boom, like quick sale like that. It's like, all right, hey, we're done. Like, this guy's going to give us referrals. We'll come back, talk to the neighbors later. We'll bring the signs. You're done. You're done. Five minutes of work. So like sometimes it's like a grind. You're grinding. Everyone's saying no. You don't have any good houses. And then sometimes it's just like, boom. You never know what's going to happen. So, um, yeah, I forgot what you asked me. <laughs> I don't even remember anymore either. But uh, all right. So we're running out of time. So two quick things. First, are you happy? Are you happy in your life right now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm super happy, dude. Um, my mom just got a job. You know, she got laid off about oh, almost a year ago now. But she found work. My dad, who was really sad for a while, has a girlfriend. So both my parents are happy. So I'm happy in that sense. And, you know, I'm down here in Florida making it work. Um, yeah, I mean, I am happy. I cannot lie and say that I'm unhappy with anything. I still miss basketball and I do get lonely sometimes, but other than that, you know, I'm happy. Okay. Very good. I'm glad to hear. I'm happy for you. Um, so last thing, Jake, uh, every week on the show, we do this thing called the all natural initiative. Why natural is my favorite word in the world. And I've always wanted to name something after it. Uh, I'm not a vegan though. Uh, but basically what the deal is, is I am very happy in my life and fortunate in my life. And so I want to help spread the word about good causes that my guests are passionate about. You know, I'm thankful that people like you come on and, and give me uh, their time. So I, I want to ask you about a cause, an organization, a charity that, um, that you are passionate about. So what, what is the cause and why have you selected it? Yeah, um, kids in the game. Uh, it's a nonprofit in New York City. Uh, one of my, co my um, 
college basketball friends um, work for the company. He's now like one of the main partners because COVID, you know, kind of slashed their business model. Um, they're an after-school program, you know, they help underprivileged kids, very similar to what my mom was doing at her previous job. But, um, you know, it helps fun kids get them out of, the, get them off the streets, keep them in the gym, supply them with what they need, giving them really cool experiences. Um, and I loved working for them. You know, it was a great time when I was in the city for about six months working with them. Um, I know they could use all the help they can get, you know, in New York right now. Um, it's crazy with everything going on. Um, you know, he's just trying his best, you know, he's cut his salary. Um, he's overextending himself, you know, taking over other branches, you know, taking any new customers, any after school programs he can find. But um, it's a great group. You know, they just got sponsored by Under Armour. So they're an official Under Armour team. They're going to all the tournaments and, uh, you know, uh, hoop groups and all that stuff. Um, they're big in Brooklyn. And uh, they're big in Brooklyn and uh, not really the Bronx anymore. But uh, Central Harlem's really big. But, uh, yeah, it's a great organization. I could send you the link um check out their website maybe get you some gear some kids in the game gear the gear is really nice um yeah they're um i still text some of the kids you know keep in touch with them uh try to get them up to brant lake camp if i can in the summer yeah love um, Lake. yeah yeah so it's a great nonprofit. it's a youth you know basketball but they expand to you know other after school things they do lunch um some of their uh, some of the staff has lunch specials where they you know they help kids at recess. They do zooms for um, study buddies and you know math and whatnot. Um, it's a great organization. It's a great bunch of people that work there, and um, it's a place that could really use it. You know. Okay. Awesome, Jake. Thank you for for telling me uh, about this organization. I'd never heard of it. It is Kids in the Game. I will put the donate link in the episode notes of this show i will donate to it right after this and then i will encourage all the listeners to as well jake thank you for joining me i'm rooting for you i hope your cars issues get fixed i hope nova slash mrs kitten or whatever her name is is, uh, <laughs> is doing well i wish you all the best and i can't wait to talk to you again soon yeah uh thanks for having me An awesome cause right there that Jake and I just just finished talking about. Jake, when I had gone to visit him in New York City, he was very passionate about helping out little kids and helping out the youth of um, you know of New York City. He was very instrumental in in helping grow the lives and young basketball careers of of these children. And I know it's very important to him, so I have donated to it, and uh, I will encourage all of you to do so as well. To Kids in the Game, link in the show notes of this podcast. Other than that, what a tremendous conversation. I mean, he left me speechless the whole time. You could hear me laughing just because I had a smile on my face the entire time. I couldn't get out any words. He left me speechless. The things that happened to this kid are insane. The things that I think happened in my life are sometimes insane. I asked him the question, hey, do you ever just take a look around and ask like, how did I get here? Or how do these things happen to me? I ask myself that all the time, but the things that happen to him are way crazier than what happens to me. So I hope you enjoyed that conversation. If you want more of that conversation, I've got clips 
from it on YouTube if you want to physically see it and see the look on my face and see the look in his face as he's talking about buying three or four cars, about this kid getting jumped, I guess, about losing his luggage, about the thing with his dad. He's all over the place. So I hope you would, um, I hope you enjoyed it. Again, YouTube channel for Troy Farkas. I've also got a new blog up on my website, thetroyfarkasshow.com. The title is Seven Rules for Eliminating Distractions and Establishing Real Productivity. I mentioned to Jake that because I kind of have more wiggle room in my schedule right now without deadlines, it's so easy to fall prey to distractions. Phone, Slack, email, Twitter, Instagram. It's There's just notifications and interruptions and distractions coming at you from all angles all the time, and they can easily consume you and take you away from doing deep, meaningful work. So I've been struggling with that. And then this blog post, I kind of tackle how I'm going to to deal with that. So that's on the website. You can also leave a review for the show right on the website right after you are done reading that. So love to hear your thoughts. Big show news coming next week. That'll come on Monday. I'm going to go have me a great weekend. I'm going to do something tomorrow night in Denver. Don't know what it's going to be yet. Saturday night, I'm going to watch some UFC fights with a random person that I met. We're going to go to this restaurant, Twin Peaks. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago. And then who knows what other adventures I'll have. I think I'm going to go to the Denver Art Museum as well. I hear they've got some cool post-impressionist exhibits. But I'm an open book. I'm down for anything. So I'll let you know what happens on Monday how I spent my weekend. Until then, I hope you all have a great weekend. Do something fun. Do something adventurous. I hear the weather's getting pretty nice in the Northeast for a lot of the listeners out there. But if you're in Minnesota, I hope the weather is nice out there too and that you get to go outside, ride a bike, take a walk, call a friend, do whatever it is you do. Just do something this weekend that makes you happy. That's all I ask. Thank you for listening. Thank you for reviewing, subscribing, telling friends about the show. I'm going to be back on Monday. But until then, have a great weekend. Peace and love.